quick and powerful message. It'll be good, man. I'll uh, I'll try to refrain from using personal stories. I will tell you that last night we spent Mother's Day watching Justin Timberlake videos. My wife and my daughter over there. Uh, that was fun. And it transitioned into the Britney Spears drama, and then it went into Jessica Simpson and Nick. Lat- I'm like, <laughs> I was I had to remote. I, I was going right through them all. Boy, do y'all remember this one? Do y'all remember this one? Right. We stopped when we got to TLC. But uh, anyway, I don't know how we went down there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is always true. It's always on time. Father, we thank you for opening up your word to show us Jesus in every single page. Father, we thank you that he is life and that you give us life. You have given us all life, Father. All things that pertain to life, we have it right now. We possess it right now. Father, thank you for giving us hope through this scripture this morning. We thank you for the daughters of Sarah whom you have called. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed these women beyond measure and that you will continue to bless them beyond measure because that's who you are. Thank you for your great love for us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right, Psalm 103, 1 through 5. This is very important. I think that we should uh, meditate. We should chew on this a lot more often. I, I know I need to. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. That part's not in the song, is it? That, that's important. Do not forget all the benefits that God has given us. We shouldn't forget them. We can sing all day long, but we cannot forget what he's done for us. What has he done for us? Well, it's awesome that he goes on to explain, right? Who forgives all your iniquities? He has forgiven all of your sin, church, all of it. Who heals your diseases? Amen. Can I get amen over there? Yeah. Amen. He heals all your diseases. Uh, Who redeems your life from destruction? I can stand here right now and tell you the reason I am is because he's redeemed my life from destruction. My own destruction in many cases. Amen. Uh, Who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. He's given you a crown, church. He's crowned you. These are benefits that he's saying, don't forget these benefits. Why should we not forget these benefits? Because they're important. They give us life. They remind us who we are. They remind us whose we are. Oh, we're not done. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. Listen, some of y'all think that people just open up restaurants. Sonny opened up that restaurant because the Lord put it on his heart to open up that restaurant so that our mouths would be satisfied with good things. Some of y'all, Chandler's like, I guess. (laughs) That was a long way to get there, wasn't it? So that your your youth is renewed like the eagles. Your youth is renewed. Anybody ever wonder how that happens? We grow older naturally. But there's something that happens in scripture. This is a benefit that our youth will be renewed. When the Bible says that, that he makes all things new, right? That we are new creation. That literally means that inside our bodies, our cells are new. They operate differently. Life has come in. It's not a scientific thing. Don't figure it out. The Bible says that our, we become a new creation. 
when we accept the Lord. So what is this youth? You know, eagles, their, their youth is renewed. They shed their feathers, and they literally get new skin. Any ladies want renewed youthful skin? That's a billion-dollar industry, and the Bible's going to tell you how to do it this morning. You can, we'll do tithe again at the end, so you can say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's a joke for you visiting. Y'all out there, he's going to take another $20 bill? <laughs> Oh, my goodness. First Peter 3, 6. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with terror. And why does the Bible say that we're daughters of Sarah, that the ladies are daughters of Sarah and not daughters of Eve, not daughters of, uh, 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 of, of Esther? Uh, there's some, some wonderful, beautiful women in Scripture, but specifically we're daughters of Sarah. Why is that? Why, why daughters of Sarah? And, and, and now what about Mary? What about not a daughter of Mary or not, not a daughter of Elizabeth or any of that? It, we are specifically daughters of Sarah. The Bible tells us also in Romans 4, 16, Therefore, it is a faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. We are the seed of Abraham. Not Adam. When someone comes up to you and tries to be religious, say, hey, son of Adam, say, bro, that ain't me. I ain't no son of Adam. I'm a son of my Lord. Amen? Are we sons of, and, and daughters of God? Yes, we are. The Bible says that. And if you want to go even deeper, you're of the seed of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And, and who is Abraham's wife? Sarah. Sarah. And, we, and you are daughters of Sarah. Why not daughters of Hagar? Hagar was the law. We're not of the law. We are of the, according to grace. That is Sarah. Amen? So we're daughters of Sarah. What, what happened with Sarah? Why is she different than all the mother women? Because Sarah is the only one in Scripture whose youth was literally renewed. Literally renewed. How do I know that? Well, we'll let Scripture say. Genesis 18, 11. Now, Abraham and Sarah were old. Well advanced in age. Just in case you didn't know what old was. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Now, the Holy Spirit is wanting you to know how old she was. But something happened. Because two chapters later, there's a king, one chapter later at the end, there's a king, Abimelech. Now, he's not a, a God-fearing, God-believing man. He sees with the natural eyes. He wanted Sarah. As old as she was. He wanted Sarah. Now, from a guy's perspective, Sarah was old. Whew, that could have got dangerous right there. But, but Abimelech wanted her. Do you get the picture? Do I have to explain that? All right, stop laughing. Um, so something happened. So what's Sarah's secret? Because because something happened between the time that that uh, that that the Bible says she was old, and then the, the next chapter, two chapters later, Abimelech, a king, a pagan king, wanted her because he saw her physically, right? Some people say, "Well, it's a spiritual beauty." Man, Abimelech didn't have nothing spiritual about him. He could care less about that. He said, "Whoa, man!" He's like, "Bro, who's that? That's my sister." 
right? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm his sister. <laughs> My wife would have thrown something at me. Yo, what? Yo, what? All right, let's go back to First Peter 3. Uh, do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Now, it says don't do those things. It's saying don't let those things be the main thing. Amen? You do your hair up all you want. Listen, I want my wife to do her hair up. I don't want walking around like she got out of bed. But I mean, I, I love her then, too. Whew. Scripture. Scripture. Back to Scripture. Dang it. Babe, you know what I'm saying, right? It's You know what I love about my wife? That she doesn't let that stuff define who she is. She knows who she is on the inside. <laughs> Woo! Listen, man, I'll be willing to teach a class after church today if y'all want to come. <laughs> How to take thine foot out of thine mouth. That's what I'll do. <laughs> I've been doing it all my life. <laughs> Rather, Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, right? With the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. That's what the Lord wants you to have, ladies. A gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. What is precious in the sight of God? A gentle and quiet spirit. He wants you at peace. That's what he wants. He wants you at peace. Uh, for in this manner, the, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands. Uh, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are. Now we're bringing it back in context. Uh, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. Now, do good. What does do good mean there? If you do good. That doesn't mean if you keep the law. That means if you, keep it in context. If you cultivate that inner beauty that he just talked about, that's doing good in the eyes of the Lord. That inner beauty. It's not about the, don't put everything in the outer beauty. Man, I'm telling you, man, I, I feel so sorry for some uh, girls that, that are on, on Instagram and, and, and Facebook. Man, there's filters for everything out there now. They're so, it's almost like they're a different person. And there's dudes that do it too. So listen, be proud of who you are. Don't try to change it. It's not, it's not even something, because, you know, people know people, and they're like, well, that's not what they really look like, right? But, but you get so caught up in it that you believe that it's, it's okay to get past all that, right? And it's really a sad situation, man. So we need to be speaking more into people's lives of who they are, how beautiful they are. Because when you're beautiful on the inside, like he's saying here, like Peter is saying by the Holy Spirit, that beauty would translate on the outside. And you can just tell you can just tell there's something about that person. Amen? All right, back to this verse. I want to show you this. For this manner, the former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves. Holy women. What is a holy woman? Anybody know one? I do. Your inward beauty will translate outwardly. <laughs> Really, the more you know how beautiful you are on the inside and how loved and accepted you are on the inside, it'll translate out. If you feel 
disqualified, if you feel uh, somehow lower, if you condemn yourself, uh, if you're operating in fear, it'll translate on the outside. It just will. And that's true for men and women, by the way. If you, that's why the insecurity is, 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 a, is a thing in our lives as far as being human. Uh, when you're insecure, you, you, it changes on the outside, right? You can tell somebody who's insecure. Can't you? I mean, normally you can pick that out. And instead of doing what I do sometimes and make fun of them, it really should give us an opportunity to go and speak truth into their life, who they really are. Amen? We all need to be spoken to like that, who we really are. All right. So let's go back to the story of Sarai. Now, Sarai. Abram's wife had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maidservant whose name was Hagar, right? So Sarai said to Abram, see now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. That is a false statement. That's a false statement. She spoke false, uh, uh, falsely. False statement, right? Because the Lord promised them what? They would have a child. Not just one. They were going to be the, the, the father of many nations. Amen. But what happens when you get tired of waiting on the Lord's promises? We try to help them. Don't we? Like, God, look. Let me go ahead and help you. I know you're busy. That's what she does. She's no different than us. Amen? We all do that. So she tries to help them. She tries to help God along. But she's operating on a false statement. That's how the devil gets up in there, right? So Sarai said to Abram, see now, the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children by her. That's just dumb. I mean, but think about the reasoning. What does she really want? She wants a child. And God promised her that. But it's taking too long. So I'm going to do something very extreme and try to make sense of it. So uh, Abram's like, okay. What was that? Abram heeded the voice of Sarai. I'm going to tell you something. We think that this is, this is just a regular story, but Sarai was the dominant one in this relationship. She told Abram what to do. Abram did it. Happy wife, happy life. But does it always work out? Because then she blamed him a couple of verses later. She's like, my wrong be upon you. He's like, you told me to do it. Right. <laughs> All right. So check this out. Something happened. There was a name change. And after this name change, one year from that time, Sarah had a baby, the promised baby. But there was a name change. So what's significant about the name change? Something has to be there. Amen. He didn't just change everybody's name for nothing. It's got to be there. So we're going to see that. When Abram was 99 years old, that's an old dude. Eh? Amen. Anybody 99 in here? No offense. 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. That's El Shaddai, almighty God. He's all supplying. He is not El Chipo. He's El Shaddai. He, he, he gives you everything that you need. Not only need, he goes above and beyond that. Amen? We can testify to that. Um, walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Right? 
then Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with you and you shall be a father of many nations. This thing right here. Getting on my last nerve. All right. Um, no longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham. Okay. For I have made you a father of many nations. He made him. Was he a father right there? No, but the Lord was speaking like it was already done. He has made him a father of many nations. And Abram, was his name was changed. And so Sarah's name was changed too. You drop down, same chapter. You drop down, then God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her. Bless her. Now, after this, when the name change happened, it would be one year and the baby would come. The promised baby would come. So there's got to be something to it. She's old in her old age and she's having a baby. So her youth is being renewed to have this baby. So Sarah, Sarai in Hebrew. This is what I just want to bring this to your attention. This is the first part. Sar, S-A-R, the first two letters. Hebrew reads right to left. Okay. The first two letters mean captain or leader. Sarai. Sarai. The U there, it looks like a comma, means my Lord. Okay? Uh, I believe it's pronounced, if you, like, he, the name in Hebrew is, is Shema, and Shemai is my name. So when you add the I, it makes it personal, my. So I want to, I submit to you that Sarah was actually the dominant one in that relationship. Sarah, I'm Lord. Like, imagine Abraham having to address her as Lord. Right? Lord. And she was telling him what to do and how to go about it. Um, God wanted to straighten that out. And he wanted to change her name. So he took away the youth, which is my Lord, and he replaced it with hey, which is breath. Breath. All right? There's a reason I'm showing you that. So check this out. This is the... The, the word sar, um, uh, it, means, it means leader, uh, prince, ruler, chief, uh, official, captain, right? That's what it means. So, I don't know why. Oh, yeah, sorry. This, how many of you guys know in the Hebrew alphabet that there are pictures that are given to each alphabet letter? You guys know that? But I want you to see something. And it may be hard for you to see, but where you see the yud, see it right there, kind of in the middle, it looks like a comma. It means hand, work, throw, right? Worship, hand. Yud is hand. It literally means work. So he replaced her work, her efforts, with hay, which is breath of life. Are you with me? So the, the name change came when he when he changed her name from her efforting to make it happen to her receiving the breath of life and it happening. Does that make sense to you guys? That's why it's there. There's, you can go deeper than that, but I'm telling you, nothing is in Scripture by chance. And there's a reason that name change happened. She went from efforting, trying to make it happen, to him breathing into her and giving her life. A peaceful spirit. A quiet and peaceful spirit. How do I know that? Because if you if we go on, you'll see she was dominant. We did that. God removed her efforts and breathed life into her when he changed her name. Literally, that's what he did. Amen? All right. 
Oh, there's Sarah. So now she becomes a princess. Now Abram doesn't say, my Lord. Abram, Abraham says, princess. And when you start calling somebody by who they really are, church, you start seeing them for who they really are, that's who they become. So Sarah, all she needed was a gentle reminder, a loving reminder that, hey, you are a princess. I told you I was going to do this for you. Sit back. Relax. Let me breathe on you. Let me give you life. Let me reveal to you. Let, just look at me and you'll see it manifest. And that's who she became. So instead of Abraham addressing her as Lord and commander-in-chief, addressed, he addressed her as princess, who she really was. And a year later, she had her baby. Now, I've been trying to get Kelly to call me Lord for a while now. Just once. I'm like, look, just do it one time, babe. She won't do it. That's why the full potential blessing that I am hasn't manifested. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Let's go back to Genesis 18. Then the Lord appeared to him by the time. Now, this is a year after the name change. One year after the name change. Then the Lord appeared to him, Abraham, by the terebinth trees of Mamre. That's at the animal kingdom in Orlando. As he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day, Jesus showed up with two angels. The pre-incarnate Jesus showed up with two angels. And, 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 uh, and, and so he lifted his eyes and looked. And behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground. Okay. Now, you drop down to verse 9. Then they said to him, where is Sarah, your wife? So he said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. Say, according to the time of life. It's very important. We'll come back to it. According to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent which was behind him. She was Sarah dropping. Uh, that's a dumb one. Let's remove that from the repertoire. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. You get the picture? They were old, right? Well advanced in age, and Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore, Sarah laughed when she heard that. Laughed within herself. Did she laugh out loud? Nope, it was within herself. She laughed, uh, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also. My Lord being old also. Now that's interesting because inside now, inside now, Sarah truly saw Abraham for who he was. Now don't think, guys, in terms that we do today, like my Lord. Back then it was something different. It was a respectful thing to give to your husband. Okay? That's all it was. I'm not saying a husband's greater than wife. You know, don't send me emails. Don't. It, scripture is scripture. It, we don't make apologies for it. Amen? And it wasn't, and, he, and Abraham wasn't Lord so he could rule over his wife. God doesn't do that. He loves everybody the same. He's no respecter of persons, but he does have an order. And I'm not apologizing for that. All right, therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. She laughed within herself. Nobody heard it, right? God heard it. She laughed within herself. And she spoke within herself, right? She's like, 
She's probably picturing Abraham. Because <laughs> it doesn't say his youth was renewed. <laughs> She's like. <laughs> anyway. Um, so go back to this verse. See where it says the Holy Spirit so, thought so much about that statement where she said, my Lord, right? Back then when she said this, my Lord being old also, that, that the Holy Spirit brought it up in 1 Peter 3, 6. That's the only place that she calls him, my Lord. And she was laughing within herself. And, 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 and the Holy Spirit remembered that, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are. She had a, I wanted to go back to this. Do not let your adornment be merely outward arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be. That's making things happen, by the way. That's trying to make things happen. Let me tell you something. If you go, young ladies, if you got to get all made up to make someone like you, that person's not for you. Amen? Trust me, because I was that person that was the wrong person for a lot of people. But now I'm Mr. Right. Babe, don't laugh. You're supposed to say amen. We got to work on this, girl. All right. Rather let it be the hidden person of the heart uh, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. Now she had a gentle and quiet spirit within her. And that's what was precious to the Lord. And I believe that the Lord, he wasn't, he wasn't hammering her. He was having fun with her. They were laughing. He was laughing with her. So if you go back to the story, and the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I surely bear a child since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to the time of life. There it is again. According to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh. For she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. Right? She was afraid, but the Lord's like, you did laugh. I heard it. She's like, ooh, snap. Did you hear my thoughts about my husband? <laughs> That's how I read the Bible sometimes. You don't have to. Uh, so, a year later, check this out. And Abraham called the name. She laughed, and I believe the Lord laughed with her because he loved her. And, and, and he understood, she got it now, right? And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac, right? Then Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh, and all who hear will laugh with me. That's very interesting. You look at the name of Isaac, it literally means laughter. They named their son Laughter. Why? Because Sarah laughed, and I believe the Lord laughed. I believe he did it with all my heart because that's who he is. He loves people. He's not this God up there that's angry, that's waiting to bust out that heavenly paddle and smack you on the that behind. Amen? He is a father who loves people. And that's the that's the... That's what we need to do out there. You want to change this world? Let the people out there know that he is a loving father and not a father of wrath who's going to come and kill them at any second. So make your decision right now. That's based off fear. What if a dude came up to a woman and that's how he proposed? 
But yet that's how we're trying to tell people to come to know the Father. Do that right now because you could die. You want to not get a date? Go up to a woman and say, hey, babe, you can either walk out with me right now and live. <laughs> that, it sounds dumb, doesn't it? But that's how we, that's the perception that we give people in this world of our loving father. That's no way to start a relationship, not based on fear. Amen. All right, we're winding down. So what is this according to the time of life? I thought that it meant at the right time. God's timing is perfect. Amen. But let's go back to that verse. Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you. That's God's timing. But then it says, according to the time of life. So they can't be the same thing. According at the appointed time, I'm going to come at the time of life. And you wonder, what does the time of life mean? You can look it up in Hebrew. It means when you are having the time of your life. I will show up to you. The time of your life. That's literally what it means. In other words, Sarah, when you stop trying to work, when you stop trying to make it happen, when you rest in who you are, when you rest in who your husband is, and when you rest in who I am, it'll happen. It'll happen. But the more you're trying, the more you're stressing, the more you're working, it's going to slow it down because you're not going to be able to see it. God has promised us many things, right? He's given us all things that pertain to this life. But when we are working so hard to try to obtain those, we don't, we don't see them, even though they're ours. We don't see them because we're blinded by our efforts. But when we rest, we start to see everything that he's done for us. He will let you do that. He'll say, you go ahead and try. Go ahead. I'll be right here when you get done. And when you get done trying, everything that you were trying to get, you already have it. Amen? That's how good he is. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself. You know how I know that it means at the time of the life besides the words in, in the Hebrew? Check this out. Therefore, Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? Why didn't she say, shall I have a son? She said, shall I have pleasure? Do I have to explain that? Please say no. No. Isn't that interesting that that's the word that she chose? Shall I have pleasure? In other words, when you're having the time of your life, when you are understanding what your husband is and who he is that God gave you, when you're understanding who you are yourself, how important is that? Have the time of your life with yourself. You got to accept yourself. You got to, even though you got mistakes, even though you got flaws, you got to know that God still loves you, that you still have a purpose. And when you have that feeling inside you, you have the time of your life. You're walking around this place. You're, you're making things happen. You can see clearly because you are, you are at a place of rest. Because the Lord, you're seeing all that the Lord has done for you. But when you take your eyes off what the Lord is doing for you and you put them on what is not happening in your life. Anybody been there? Yeah. Then you're not having the time of your life. And that's why some things aren't happening. But when you're resting and having the time of your life, you start to see it happen. It's beautiful. Amen. Amen. Ooh, yeah, I'm so happy I didn't have to explain that verse. So check out, this is Nehemiah 11.11. Sarai, the son of Hillel, the son of Moses, the son of... I just wanted you to see all those sons up there. I, there was a verse that was up there. I sent the wrong one. It's my fault. But there's a verse that talks about how the, the, the strength of the Lord 
The joy of the Lord is our strength, right? The joy of the Lord. Having the time of our life is our strength. How did Sarah get strength to conceive a baby at that age? The joy of the Lord was her strength. Amen? The time of her life, the joy of the Lord was her strength. That's where I was going with that. You can go back and read that. All right. She judged God faithful, not herself. So in Hebrews 11, 11, I, man, I, I erased it earlier. Hebrews 11, 11, in the hall of faith, God talks about Sarah and, her, and, and how, how she judged God faithful. And she made it in the hall of faith. She made it in the hall of faith. But was it her faith that got her there? No, the Bible says she judged God faithful. Not her faith. God's faith. And when you see God is faithful, that his promises do come, that they have come, you judge him faithful, you, God sees that as great faith. But it's not even your faith. It's his faith. Judge his faith. Judge him faithful. Amen? Was, she, was, she, was her faith all that great? No. You know why? She laughed. When God told her she'd have a baby, she laughed. She, and, and because she didn't think it was possible. So that's not great faith. So Sarah's no different than we are. We don't have great faith. But when we trust him, when we judge him faithful, that's when we start to see stuff happen. Because he is faithful. Always. He always comes through, church. Even in your darkest time, even if you feel like, man, you're all alone. If you feel like there's no hope in this world. If you got a bunch of fear about what's coming this week, about what's going to be down the road, let it go. Let it go. It's not for you. All you are called to do is rest and trust him. He's got a perfect plan. Amen? Always does. Looking back now, I can guarantee you that Sarah will probably tell you that there was fear. There would be fear with any of us if we got told we had stage four cancer. But looking back now, she knows that her Lord is faithful. He is faithful. Always. Even in the worst circumstance, he's faithful. And that's all we got to do is sit and rest. Imagine all the stress that you have in your life once you sit. Anybody ever stress over something terribly to the point where you got sick? To the point where you started crying? To the point where you could not move forward? You thought life was over, man? And, but, but listen, you get through it and you look back and you see that the Lord brought you through it and all that stress was for naught. It was a complete waste of time. But yet we continue to do it. Cycle after cycle after cycle. Let me just tell you something. Learn from those things. Instead of freaking out, rest. Say, I don't know what the plan is, but you do. And you make all things work together for me. You start speaking scripture out. You start saying, man, I'm, I am healed by his stripes. I don't know what the doctor's going to say. I don't know what the report's going to say. But I know that I'm healed. That's what the Bible says. And not only that, I know that even if I die on this earth, I'm going to be in heaven because death is defeated. I'll live forever. And I don't know what my future holds, but you do, Lord. And you, you have given me hope. You say I can hope beyond hope. When I, when I see worldly hope, I can have a confident expectation that you're going to make everything work together for my good. Because that's what your Bible, that's what your word says. Amen. For my good, all things, all things work together for my good. Sickness works together for my good. My past sins work together for my good today. My past attempt at suicide works for my good today. My divorce works for my good today. No matter what you're going through, I'm here to tell you that it's going to work for your good. And that's what you got to keep your eyes on, that he is faithful. He is full of faith, even when yours is weak. 
He will always use you. You are not disqualified. You have a bright future in the name of Jesus. So keep your eyes on him. Daughters of Sarah, that's who you are. You are daughters of Sarah. Your youth is being renewed in the name of Jesus. As you rest more, you start to see more. How many of you guys know that stress is the leading cause of disease? Right? So the more you're stressed on the inside, I think this is our medical section right here, right? Everybody's in the medical field sitting right here. Medical section, isn't that true? The more you're stressed, the more your, your, your cells start to war against each other, and then it progresses into sickness, it progresses into worse sicknesses, right? So, so imagine if you didn't start stressing, you captured those thoughts right away, and you rested. Your youth is being renewed. You actually grow older the more you stress. Amen? There was a period of five years where I stressed like crazy. That's why I got this silver hair. My hair would be flowing locks of beautifulness if I had not. No offense, Bobby. Your hair looks good. Bobby and I, hey, yeah. I think we should go get it tipped with some blonde tips. Get that perm. Yeah, let's get a perm together, Bobby. We'll walk in there together, you and me, getting a perm. I'm going to go ahead and bring Pastor Dwayne up real quick because it's getting downhill. Going downhill quick, baby. Hey, I want you, would you stand with me, please? I just want you to know that, that the Lord loves you. He loves you beyond measure. And I hope you saw that today, that your youth literally can be renewed. The more you rest and you get rid of stress, the more your youth is renewed. You don't have to go buy all that cream. You don't. The most important thing you can do is be at rest. Be at rest and don't be stressed. Realize that you are blessed. That, and that comes from watching all that Justin Timberlake yesterday, boy. Listen, seriously, importantly, if you do not know who Jesus is, you don't have a relationship with him, please see me or Pastor Dwayne after church. Let us pray with you. That would be one of the, that's one of the greatest honors that we get to do is, is to be able to pray with you. It, listen, it doesn't take an hour. We don't go through all your sins. You just confess Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's all it says. I don't want to know your sin because then I might think of you differently and judge you. Just, just confess Jesus. If you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. We'll pray that prayer with you. We'd be honored to do that. Amen. If you have a prayer request, if you've got some, uh, some appointment coming up or you've got something that you had this past week, let's pray. We'll speak truth over you. You are the healed. We'll speak life into you. Yes. We'll anoint you with the oil that we have up here. We've seen it manifest a lot in this church. Amen? Amen. We'd love to do that with you. And if you're looking for a church, this is who we are. This is what we believe. Uh, this is whether it's him or I up here preaching, you're going to get uh, the same message. We are on one accord. We are uh, growing, and uh, the Lord has a wonderful future for us. There's no doubt about it. If you want to be a part of that, uh, just come and sign this 20-page document up here, right here behind the speaker. You can do it. I don't want to show you how to do it. It's too long. No, I'm just joking. Miss Kathy's going to kill me. Just, just come up. We just want a record of it. That's all. You want to come up and do that. All right. I'm done. I'm done. Hey, say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen let's pray church 
Father God, we thank you so much for your word today, Father. Thank you for just uh, just reminding us of the many blessings, Father. Let us not forget all of, of the benefits of God. Lord, we just thank you for just always demonstrating and showing up and manifesting your blessing, your love, your goodness into our lives. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you, Lord, that even when we're faithless, you are full of faith, God. We thank you, Lord, that you have, however, given us the faith, Father to trust in you, to, to put our confidence and to put our hope in you. And we thank you for giving us Jesus, just the ultimate demonstration of your love for us, God. Thank you for the love that you, that you have also put in our hearts, Father, for others, Lord. We thank you for the love of God that's been shed abroad in our hearts and minds. And so that as we leave this place, Father, we leave this place blessed, highly favored, and equipped with the gospel of God, the gospel that is that's the power of God to salvation for all who would believe, Father. Thank you for equipping us and in, in, in calling us, Father, to go out and to preach the gospel and to share the good news, Father, so that others would know of your love for them, know that they are forgiven, know that, that you have so much in store for them, God. Thank you for the hope in the future that we have in you through Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Lord, I bless this congregation of people, Lord. I bless this body of believers, Lord. We ask, God, that you would just continue to go before us, Lord, and make our path straight. Father, continue to lead us and guide us by your Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of us. Thank you, Father, for ordering our steps, Father, for you have called us righteous and you order our steps. And we bless you. We thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray that the church say amen. 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 We are dismissed.